It's season 18 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. This season, we are doing it for the people. The holidays are coming, and we're doing it for the people. I want you to join us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Support the show at $1, 5 or $10 a month. At that top fangirl level, you'll have access to the full video versions of the show. Lots of fun. We love you. Now let's rock this next episode. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are here for season 18 of the show. We're going to go into the holidays and we're going to do it fabulous and humble and everything in between. (laughs) We're going to do it in red lips and no denim jumpers. I know many of you are brand new, so here's the deal. My name's Angela. On the other side of this microphone, and if you're watching the video, is Shay. We are best friends 2,000 miles away. 10 children, two dairy cows, one husband each. (laughs) Uh, And we haven't seen each other in like now going on three years, which is really, really pitiful. But we see each other every week with you to rescue this art of homemaking from the daily grind. Red lips, no jumpers. You know the drill if you've been here a long time. But if you're brand new, that's who we are. That's what we're about. And we're so happy you're here. Also, since last season, since we clocked out two weeks ago angela did not take up smoking no i am not as much as i'd like to she sounded really smokers are never bored that's what i say (laughs) smokers are never bored that's my joke (laughs) they always have something to do i would never do that Mm -hmm. if you're smoking please stop it's not good for you but nope (laughs) i just this is fall allergies right here and i just sound like really um what's what's her name from romancing the stone that's Remember that old movie? Your parents probably watched it. My parents no. were Gaga for Romancing the Stone. Michael Douglas and Jessica Rabbit. What's her name? She was Chandler's mom. She was she played Chandler's dad on Friends. What is her name? I don't know what even what you're talking about, Al. Oh my gosh. Okay, so th- again, if you're brand new to the show, I am, I don't want to say it. Am I 12 years older Nine. than you are? Nine? Nine? I don't know. So there, we have some sort of gaps in our cultural references Big and time. we meet in the middle at Seinfeld. So yes, that's very true. But so I know, you know, I know George most of Michael, the audience. I know I'm like in sync and then there's oh, a fusion in, sync, in there. Icky. Yeah. George Michael no. all the way. Um, <laughs> George Michael for the win. <laughs> I will be your father figure. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some George Michael. Um, I know you do. It's going to make me crazy. I'm going to think of her name in the middle of the show and I'm going to blurt it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Um, because people don't think we're mad enough already. Right. Um, <laughs> just randomly shouting people's names out. Um, I'm glad to be here with you all. Um, I Our season's... I say they're arbitrary. Angela says they're not. They're not, darn it. But what I like about them is that every time we step away for a couple of weeks, we kind of get this opportunity to just think. Because what we have found in our homemaking is that it changes quarterly. So that's true for school demands. That's true for farm demands. That's true for home demands, food demands, and like kids' personalities and all that. Like you're getting into this great phase and you're like oh yeah i got this and then two months later it's like wait a second what what is this what are we doing now no that's like having a newborn like you're like oh i'm in the groove i'm in the groove boom they start teething exactly yeah exactly and so it is a good time to like just step away and come back to the podcast 
refreshed and just thinking, okay, now what do we really want to drive home this season? Because we, we come up with a theme every season that we share with you to just encourage you. And I know this works, which is funny because Angela and I are like, we're not great. We're not like, we're not like these incredible, skilled, amazing, super deep, thoughtful people. I'm not saying you're not. I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean like, we're very ordinary. We always say like, we're right here in the ditches with you. We're not here because we figured it out. Um, We're here because we're on the struggle train with all of you um, and on the blessed train, train. like big time, big time. Um, Anyway, so it's just kind of been fun to step away and to think about what we're going to bring to you next. Okay. I don't mean you're not thoughtful and amazing. That's oh, no, not I what totally, I, mean. I totally revealed my uh, deficiencies in philosophical thought at the, towards the end of last season that like, I'm no philosopher. I'm a deep <laughs> thinker and I, yes, I'm, contem- I'm definitely contemplative. Yes. But like, yeah. I have people in my life that are philosophers and sometimes they start talking and like 15 minutes in my eyes just glaze over. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. sometimes like I love Jordan Peterson. I can just chew on Jordan Peterson and listen, listen, listen. And sometimes I'm like, uh, <laughs> you totally <laughs> lost me. Could you come back? Like mm-hmm. what? So, yep. Uh, but I, um, I listened to this learn Italian book with Paul Noble. I love Paul Noble. He teaches Chinese, French, um, I always Italian. forget to check him out. He's, he's so good. His learning methods. So he doesn't Dang. actually speak these languages, but he partners with a native speaker and like the way that he formulates anyway, long story. Okay. So when I listen to Paul Noble, there are times when my brain's like, yep, tracking, tracking, tracking. And then it's like, there's times where my brain just puts up a roadblock and it was like, no Italian shall pass. And it's like, I've never learned anything. My tongue is all wadded it's up like in my mouth. It's like some border at the Alps. You're not getting is. into Italy. You're not, you're not leaving Austria. You're not leaving That's France. Right. There is you no entrance. Here. No, you can't come in. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I do when that happens is I like, I just rewind to the beginning. Every time now when I listen, I just rewind to the beginning of the chapter. Like, let's give, let's start with something we know and then just sort of build our way back up so that our body doesn't, it's literally a mind thing. It's like your mind just panics. Yeah. It's like, nope, I don't know this. I can't hear this. I can't process this. I can't think about this. And it's funny. You have to actually tell your mind, like, it's like warming up your body, I guess, before a workout, like, no, we're doing this. Yeah. So you better get on board. It's like when you teach your child to read and they read it and then you go, now let's read it the strong way mm-hmm. and let's do it again, you know? And yeah, you're not sounding everything out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, a French lesson like that the other day. So I take a daily French lesson. Sometimes I really look forward to it. Other times I face it with dread. And dread must have been my vibe the other day because it was all pronouns like, okay, like in English, I call my parents every day. I call my parents on the telephone. I called my parents on the telephone. No, I called them on the telephone. I called them on the telephone. I didn't call them on the telephone. (laughs) (laughs) Like It's like... The way they like use the negation and the pronoun, like the sentence structure is different than ours. And all I can ever think of when I'm doing it is like the queen's gambit when she's laying in bed and Mm -hmm. she's like doing the chessboard on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
he's like asking me to like translate now say it this way now say that now use it in the past tense with the negation and I'm like I gotta write it down <laughs> I gotta see it I gotta, I gotta see, see it, it. <laughs> this is just I, making weird noises <laughs> just like oh man it was bad I and I know that it's just like anything else it's like a hump I have to get up and over yeah but wow like right now I'm just just facing it this hump like staring at like a yeah. wall so yeah it's, it Nasty. is interesting how the mind does that. And so hopefully here on the podcast, like we're just reminding you of things you already know. We're not bringing you anything new, right. but we're just, unless we tell you to you. like clean out your vehicle with a leaf blower, then every once in a while, I there's going to be a really good brand new golden nugget. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So that revolutionized that one of our listeners lives and she was telling somebody about it. I think Forgive me, listener, if I'm getting this wrong. She was telling about somebody about it in the checkout lane. And the girl's like, oh, that's nothing. I use an air compressor. <laughs> Next level for all those like crumbs in the console and the cup holder, you know? Oh, man. So funny, funny story on that. You know how we were talking about contentment at the end of last season? Yeah. I drive an old vehicle that I'm, I genuinely am so grateful for. Um, but I've been having to work on like, this is it for a while. Okay. So just write it into the ground. It's fine. Um, because what I year like is really it? beautiful things. And this what has been your so well loved by our family for 10 years. It's a 2009. Oh, mine's a 12. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling ya. Okay. Um, so I'm like, I'm growing this contented heart. I'm cleaning mm -hmm. it out. I'm like, you know what? This is my car. And I'm so grateful for it. Like I am content. I say it in Italian. So it sounds fancy. Sono contento. I'm content. Okay. That's better. You guys, I do. I walk around my house and I remind myself, sono contento, sono contento. Like I'm good. I'm good. Take the kids yes. to jujitsu last night, park on the side of the road. So it clips my passenger mirror. Funk. <laughs> no, so contento. It's like, are you kidding me? Like I was content when all the mirrors were working. I could drive it safely. Not so much. <laughs> oh, we had this joke. So my friend Dolores, you guys go check her out. Bella Figura podcast. Uh, so Bella Figura is like this beautiful living, beautiful life. Um, so some things you appreciate and you love. Well, the opposite is brutto figuro. Like that's, you know. And so there was this joke the whole time we were in Italy. It was like somebody would be doing something totally wrong or like somebody hits a mirror and knocks it off your car. And it's just like, oh, brutto figuro. Like, that's no good. That's bad living. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that's bad manners kind of a thing. And oh, yeah, we have fun with it anyway. So now I don't have a mirror on my car. And there you go. Here right. we are. Here okay, we are. Season so 18. I wrote season says, 17. I know you do it every time. That's I corrected you. I deleted matter. it. <laughs> next season. We're just going to call it the next season. And now for the next season. <laughs> now for the next season. So we do this every season. We give you a drum roll. So we need some drum roll. Okay. There, Stu. And this season's theme is do it for the people. Do it for We're the coming people, into the holidays. We're coming into routine. We've come into routine. We've shed our summer bohemian ways and um now we're going to do a lot of serving and a lot of caring and guess what even the homemaker falls under the category of the people 
So we're going to do it for them. We're going to do it for us. And uh, we're going to revive that art for season 18. I think this is a really important theme because sometimes you can really fall into the ditch of wanting things to be lovely. I get it. You guys, this is my ditch. I have to dig myself out of every single day when I'm homeschooling the kids and my entire table is just covered in textbooks and paper and scissors and staplers. And I just think this is not what I would like right now. I would like this to be clean. I would like a nice tablecloth on it, a nice little candle burning, please. Maybe a bouquet of flowers. And that's beautiful. And that's great. And there's a a place for that. But I think it's important to remember that hospitality, even if we're just practicing it on ourselves or our spouse or our kids, you are saying, I am going to give a piece of my comfort for you. I'm actually going to make myself a little uncomfortable. For For me, when things aren't pretty, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying. I am uncomfortable with this, right? Like if I just clean the living room and we decide to throw down on a family movie night and people are moving couches and pulling out all the blankets I just folded and popcorn and like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's beautiful. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Now it undoes my work. It creates more work for me, but I'm doing it for the people. Right. I love this theme. Do it for the people. I think it's catchy. I think it's um a nice change from past themes. All our all of our themes intersect at this word homemaker, whether it's better not more or make your bed or whatever. But yep. This one we're gonna have fun. It's gonna be yep. fun. So we are genuinely so excited to introduce you <laughs> to me. this season sponsor. Please listen. Please don't fast forward because I really do want to tell you about this every once in a while. We happen upon a resource that we Mm -hmm. think is really, really valuable to you. Like we've introduced you to lots of wonderful companies over our years together. And this one's no different. And I think it's going to be super applicable to a lot of you who are listening. So the season 18 sponsor of Homemaker Chic Podcast, if we had another drum roll, would be World Watch. Okay. What is World Watch? I'm so glad you asked. Um, so many of us are homeschooling our kids or we're just trying to practice discernment and how we're taking in media. So world watch is a great daily news program that's made for you by Christian journalists. Okay. Now hear me out. This doesn't mean you have to be a Christian to enjoy it, but what you get from this is just very straightforward, clean um, I was going to say unobjectified, but that's not the right word. I know, Unob- but have you seen the news headlines? Like maybe there's like three or four that are about whatever, somebody's laptop or whatever going on in the world. <laughs> and then the rest are just Hollywood. They're or, just talking heads. Yeah. They're just garbage. It's just like gossip. It's like, a. it's like, remember when you, well, again, here comes our age difference, but like the Inquirer. Yeah. You, there was remember. a day mm-hmm. in an age where like that, sort of headline was left to the inquirer inquiring minds want to know you know and now like you have to if you choose to read the news which a lot of us don't because we don't want to take in all the extra crap um you have to see all that stuff big time it's all there yeah and it makes it really difficult to introduce your kids to like global politics right in any kind of a way that (laughs) 
is valuable. It makes it so tricky. Um, this is something we've been struggling with in terms of our homeschools. Like, I know I gotta, I gotta start like really bringing this to them in a way so we can talk about it. How do I do that in like a safe and discerning way? So Mm -hmm. worldwatch.news, there's going to be a link in the show notes, link over on Instagram is where you go and use the code homemaker chic, all one word, and you can try it free for a month. So you can give it a shot and see what you think every day, every weekday, I should say they release a new episode. And these episodes are like 10 to 12 minutes. You watch them there. They can be on all like, so generally how they do it is they cover world news for the first part of it. Here's what happened today over here. Here's what happened today over here. So like a few weeks ago, there was one on um, us trading Iranian prisoners for American prisoners that Iran had. So we did a swap, five of our people for five of their people, a little swip swap, and then released, re-released like $6 trillion that we were holding in China that we hadn't released to them until they gave us our prisoners. Like just things that you didn't know. And I saved a story for Angela. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Trillion. Um, I don't know. Six billion, six trillion. What's the point at that? And they're like, well, there was a lot I didn't understand about that, but that's not the point. So it covers science. It covers world culture. It covers history. It covers government (laughs) stuff. It covers art. It covers technology. It is such a valuable resource. So even if you are an adult living alone, this is a great way to consume your news. It's going to take 10 minutes. You're going to have a pulse on what's going on. You're going to be connected to the world, but you are not going to be um, overrun by the media, the mass news media. Well, and Um, we know it's a thing. There's that reel circulating right now about people just consuming their news on the reels because they can't. mm -hmm handle they can't take it anymore they can't take it right okay what's the story for me did you just say you had i do okay but real fast so you can get it on your phone you can get it on the tablet you can get it on roku apple tv it's everywhere so worldwatch.news homemaker chic for one month free and then it's like what like the price of a latte yeah it's like six dollars a month 6.99 i think a month um so that's for every weekday a new episode so great idea here this blew my mind Okay. I'm going to share this little thing with you because I just know Angela will appreciate it. Okay. I wish I knew what you were going to say. Okay. A few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. the Senate, because they have nothing better to do with their time. Don't get me started. Passed. Shay. Presented and passed to get rid of their dress code. So typically if you were a male, you would have to wear a tie and a sports jacket. Women would have to wear business attire. Now senators can go. And by the way, if you didn't meet the dress code, like you literally had your arm, you could stick your arm out from behind a curtain for voting purposes. Now you can wear whatever you want, but here's the best part. That is not true for any media in the Senate. And it's also not true for the aides. They also have to meet the strict dress code. So what's good for me is not good for the gander. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Okay. So again, like you, I don't like to read the news. You still sort of get it through osmosis. I knew some, and of course people are sending me stuff because they know where I'm going to land on this. So my DMs are blowing up with funny stuff about the lack of dress code. (laughs) Like, just forget it. Like if this is what it's come to, just throw the towel in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like 
the president, I don't care who he is. Does does he not need to wear a suit anymore? Are we just done? Yeah, I think so. How about a hoodie? How about how about hoodies? One for whatever side of the aisle you sit on. We could have like one hoodie with a donkey and one hoodie with an <laughs> elephant. Maybe you could they could little tax dollars could go towards if you want like a zipper oh my with gosh. your hoodie. I don't know. Crocs. Like to what? me, it's just like this is just this common sense sort of a thing. It's like, like if I'm paying you, put on the suit. <laughs> put on your pantyhose. OK, Nancy, if I'm paying you, she's not around anymore, is she? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You knew it was going to get me. You I know. That's why I saved the story for you. If well, I, I have yeah. to put my Spanx on to go to church, you can put your Spanx on to go to the Senate. Give me a break. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't. I can't even. And like, the, what's what blows my mind is like, why are we even spending five minutes talking about this in the Senate? Why are we wasting that amount of time? We got stuff to do, important stuff to do, and this is what y'all are voting on. They all agreed to it. This is a good idea to our leaders. Exactly. Let's dumb down another institution. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that would get her going. Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I it's I'm really excited about um I have like just not been consuming any news other than what I get through osmosis through different podcasts right. or just conversations with friends, this kind of thing. I find it incredibly overwhelming. And I've been begging Angela to watch this show and I hope that she does called Blue Zones. Okay. I not because wait. It's a particularly, I don't think the presenter is that great. I don't mm -hmm. think the script or the, even like some of the, the conclusions are not that great. Yeah. But anytime I have the opportunity to talk about lifestyle and health and these kinds of things, I find it enjoyable. So one of the things that kind of blew my mind was they were talking about what stress does to our bodies. We all know this, like it, it creates this inflammation response. And it, it does like that cortisol, right? It's like pushing right. your cortisol button down, right? Exactly. And what this causes over time. And as I've been watching this show, I have become so convicted about caring for the people. Because I know if you guys are anything like Angela and I, like, your feet hit the ground in the morning and you're like, let's go. I want it. I want to experience it all. I want to do it all. I want to like, I love life. There's so much I want to do. I love my work. I love this podcast. <laughs> like I love my cooking community. I love these things that I've worked mm -hmm. really hard at, but they're work. And in 30 years, they're going to matter in a lot of, in a much different way than they matter to me now. And one of the things that sort of really ties all these blue zone communities together, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, by the way, blue zones are particular concentrated areas of centenarians, people who live to be over a hundred. So the premise of this show is that the host goes around to these little blue zones and tries to kind of figure out why here? What is it that they're doing? There's no consistency in terms of like altitude or diet 
like it, it's all over the board. So for example, in the episode I watched um, a few days ago, he goes to Sardinia, big island off of Italy. There's a real pocket and they eat so many carbs. <laughs> like right? every American should be jealous. It's like, let's have some bread with our pasta again. Let's do that again and again mm-hmm. and again. And he's like, so this isn't like some. It's not Okinawa. You know, veget- exactly. Which isn't, you know, yeah. Right. Which is totally different where they're eating fish and sweet potatoes. Right. right? right. It's also not like the Seventh Day Adventist um, commune that's not the right word that he goes to in California, which like in modern California with like pollution and all the stuff and they're all vegetarian. So there there's no consistency in terms of diet. But, but in, in terms of like stress and activity level, or isn't there, you know what it is common denominator or thread? Yes. Okay. Active life. So like in Okinawa, they're gardening every day. They're squatting up. They don't have chairs really. They just squat, sit on the floor. So they're up and down, squatting, moving constantly. In Sardinia, in this particular zone, it was on a hill. And so you want to go anywhere. It's uphill, downhill. And so people are just active. They're not buff. No, but like watch Pasta Grannies. The stories are so similar. 95-year-old, whatever. And her background is like, during the war, we had to do X, Y, Z. And then I just kept working that hard, you know? And Right. Yeah. So one of the things he talks about that's interesting is that in Italy in particular, because the way these villages are built into the hillside, mm-hmm. there's three or three floors, let's say to a house, they're tall and skinny and they're, they're built together. And so he said, so often in America, we think, oh, I'm getting old. I need to get moved to a one level house when actually that sort of almost creates the problem because you're not even just doing general movement exercises. We lay down in bed, we get up, we sit, we have our breakfast, we sit in the car. We go sit somewhere else. We go to work. We go to a whatever. We yep. come home. We sit. We watch TV. We, we sit down for dinner. We're sitting. It's not so normal. It's actually not normal. Like, right. it's easy to look at like the person who's like a living on a ranch or doing, you know, whatever, four flights of stairs and think that's abnormal. But actually, like for the human body, that whole like just staying on one plane. Right. No. Yeah. So. Interestingly, what I am, I don't agree with the full conclusions that he draws, which is basically like, hey, let's legislate health. Oh, Lord. Okay. Don't agree with that. In our underwear. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's not what I think the solution is. But what I loved, and I think this is so important, is that what these cultures shared across the board is purpose and community. There was a particular woman in Sardinia who got really sick. She was 98 or 101 or something. She was very old at the time of the filming. Okay. And she had these like 80 year olds, her group of women friends who like kind of grew up as her nieces. She never got married. She never had children. So some of them were her actual nieces. Some of them were just like neighbors and they would come over, they would trade days and they would come over and they would just sit with her. They'd play games. They'd cook for her. They'd hang out. They'd talk. They'd run errands for her, whatever needed to be done. Mm -hmm. But they shared this story about when she was in the hospital and she was really sick and she was facing a wall. She wasn't talking to anybody. She wasn't really moving. And so the women just a figurative or literal wall, literally 
like in the corner of a hospital. Yeah. She, okay, okay. Yeah. She was literally in the corner okay. of the hospital facing a wall. She wouldn't okay. move. And they just thought she's going to die. So this wasn't when she was in her eighties, she's going to die if we don't do something. And so they're like, we just intervened and we went in there and we rolled her up and we made her get up and we brought her all our homemade food and we fed her and we made her eat it. And we talked to her and we like pulled her out of it. And that was like 25 years ago. Now she's still here. But they said, had we left her, Hmm. she would have died. Had we abandoned her in that moment, she would have died. Had she not had us as a community to say, I got you, she would have died. And it just welled up in me. Like, do it for the people. I will die for my people. Yeah. Okay. And and you need that. You need purpose. Our young people, our kids. Sorry, I'm kind of getting on a soapbox here. But no. I- <laughs> if you're new to the show. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. With red lips and no denim jumpers. Toops & Co. is your beauty source for being Homemaker Chic. So remember this code, Fall Beauty. One word, fall beauty for 10% off gorgeous designer quality makeup from Tubes & Co. You don't have to sacrifice quality to use cosmetics that are free from hormone disrupting chemicals, parabens, preservatives, and more. Mineral makeup, liquid foundations, a face primer to swoon over. This company has been created by our friend Emily, and she has taken the time to create quality makeup with ingredients that you can feel good about makeup skincare she's taking it to an entirely new level i want you to try the red wine lipstick the long lash mascara the cream cheek tint there are makeup brushes and even sample sets for you so visit toops that's t-o-u-p-s toopsandco.com and use the code fallbeauty at checkout for 10 percent off or simply visit the Homemaker Chic podcast page on Instagram and click that red button that says beauty. If you are looking for quality kitchen products that are ethically sourced and in your price range, Angela and I invite you to visit Kui Housewares, that's K-O-O-I, housewares.com forward slash Homemaker Chic and use code BLESSED10. This is a wonderful family-run business that was created over 10 years ago to offer high quality products to us homemakers that are designed to last and benefit our homes, especially our kitchens. So often we can spend our money on the wrong products, products that don't stand up to the workload. Kui Housewares has put the hard work in of finding products that are high quality, name brand, and products that are fully backed by manufacturer's warranties. They make it easy to shop everything from cake decorating supplies to canning supplies. While you're shopping Kui Housewares, be sure to check out the superb canning lids. If you didn't think a canning lid could get better than it is, you've never tried superb lids. They seal beautifully because of a thicker rubber seal, and they don't ever rust because of five layers of corrosion prevention. And they're made in the USA. Visit KuiHousewares.com forward slash Homemaker Chic. Use code BLESS10 and enjoy shopping around this wonderful store. Here we are, that season where we tuck into our homes and make them cozy and comfortable for ourselves and the people we love. Tuck in with American Blossom Linens and receive 20% off your purchase of bedding, sheets, pillows, towels, and more. American Blossom Linens are American-grown and made cotton products that are woven to last a lifetime. That's right. These beautiful products are grown, spun, and woven in the USA. As a Homemaker Chic listener, you've heard us share our thoughts on the concept of better, not more. And so we're right here with you, dressing our homes in American Blossom's finest quality products. 
And as your home economist, you can enjoy 20% off with the exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20. With a two-year return policy made in the USA and free shipping, you cannot go wrong. Visit American Blossom Linens today. Duvet covers, sheets, towels, pillows, inserts, and more. AmericanBlossomLinens.com with the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 at checkout. I want you to visit hotrugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. You wash them, they start curling up on the ends, they just don't have that designer look that you want. Why not dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman? I want you to look at your home. Where does it need some style infusion? Nothing is as timeless as a Persian rug. And now you can use the coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off one of these beautiful pieces. Here's a designer tip. Give your home an instant professionally designed look when you add a Persian rug. So you know you gotta go to House of Tokemon and check them out over on Instagram because she's always updating her feed with new rugs. And then use the exclusive code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, no machine-made or copy replicas sold here. House of Tokemon can be found at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net. And use that coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20. I think it's so important as a culture that we value babies and children and toddlers and loud little sticky fingered creatures. (laughs) And we value our teenagers who are figuring things out and awkward and weird. And we value our young adults who are loud and boisterous and make mistakes and say stupid things because they think they've got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. And we value the middle-aged woman who's just raising her kids and trying so hard to keep all the plates spinning And we value our parents when they speak into our lives. And we value our old people when they have wisdom or they say something. We just don't brush them off like, oh, grandma, she's talking about the war again. Like, yeah, we value the people who are bringing us lattes. God bless you, Amelia. Thank you, sweetie. (laughs) Thanks. That was good timing. Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah, it's all good. It's good. Yeah. It's just, to me, that's where my heart is so settled right now. Like I'm not homeschooling for me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Doing it for the kids. Okay. My goodness. (laughs) There is no, it's like homeschooling. There's no I in homeschooling. (laughs) Homeschooling. There's no sanity. Oh you cannot spell gosh. the word sanity with homeschooling. Like if I could just do a lesson without parenting, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> could we just learn to read with no emotions involved, please? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay. But think about, okay. Think about the acts of the homemaker. We're cleaning toilets. Okay. We're making dinner again. We're making sure there's bread for sandwiches. We're, we're buying new socks because there's none matching. We're Tapping washing the shoelaces strain again. Yeah, right. Right. We're yeah. We're unclogging the shower drain. Right. We're mopping the floor. Like we are doing these tasks over and over and over 
and over again. And by God, we have to have a purpose or that is just a grind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, there has to be, yeah, there has to be a purpose because if the purpose is the act in and of itself, that's going to go away really quickly. That's going to be dependent on emotions. That's going to be dependent on the hormone cycle. Mm -hmm. But if the purpose is greater than that, and for believers, it's to glorify God. We're, we want to give him glory in our daily activities, even in the mundane. But the, the purpose has to be bigger mm -hmm. than the act itself or else the toilet can just go scratch, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to, I'm going to venture into controversial territory. Okay. I like to get it all out on the first episode of the season. Just, just get it out, Shay. I was having a conversation with a young woman recently. And I noticed that the vocab that the young kids are using these days. How young are we talking? Because it's terrifying. Like 20. I mean, I don't know any of the hip words, okay? I don't understand oh what gosh. people are, most of these people are saying. My seven-year-old says, bruh, no. <laughs> About 47 times a day. And his timing is impeccable. He says it at all the correct opportunities. <laughs> it's like when your kid starts to understand sarcasm and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah. What okay. have we done? Okay, talking to a young person. And I noticed that... She was using hip words that maybe, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this without getting in trouble. Words. Okay. Words like um, trauma bonding. Oh gosh. All the buzzwords. All the, all those kinds of okay, buzzwords. Okay. You, do you know what I'm saying? Though, but okay. give me a few more though. Okay. Trauma for... bonding. Um, trauma. Toxic. Toxic. Um, generational something I can't even remember like when she said them I was like I've seen these in like self-help kind of Instagram reels yeah which I think are probably really well intended you know of course there's all the talk about anxiety or depression which I'm not discounting but like right. when 98% of your population is like yeah I have that <laughs> I think we have to learn how to talk about it in a different way okay what I'm getting at is I watched my big fat Greek wedding too, recently. The new there's a new one. Somebody texted me the other day that there's number, a new number one. two. No, there's there number three. Is in the theaters. Oh, okay. somebody texted me that she was going to the show by herself to watch. I'm like, I don't know who you are, but I'm so happy for you. <laughs> well, Sue and I just watched the okay. second one, and I, you realize like, family, family dynamics, friend dynamics, people dynamics are so messy. Oh my gosh. They're so messy. You step on toes. You say the wrong thing. You insult somebody when you don't mean to. You brought right. the wrong dish for Thanksgiving. Mom actually wanted to host or what? Like, whatever. And that- And you throw texting into that. <laughs> right. And now you're on a family threat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So what I'm trying to kind of figure out, maybe you can help me. is like, are we putting labels? Is it helpful for us to put 
labels on things like that? Or does that set us in a position? So what I was telling, okay, by the way, this person was my niece. Okay. (laughs) So full disclosure. (laughs) And I said to her, like, you're going to just, in order to avoid all of that and all that goes along with doing it for the people, you just be alone in a bedroom. Okay. Nobody is going to fit your ideal. This is my person, not your spouse, not your best friend, not your mom, not your sisters, not your coworkers. You might like them. Guess what? Something's going to happen. Eventually they're going to let you down. They're going to not do something that you think that they should do. Okay. There's going to be something that goes awry. Okay. So what I love about my big fat Greek wedding, even though it's a hypothetical family is that that's all still there. And they're all just kind of like, yeah. Like we tell our kids all the time, you got to cover it over with love, cover it over with love, show grace, cover it over with love. Yeah. Your brother poked you in the eye, cover it over with love. Okay. Because that's what you do in a family. If you want to still have a family. Yeah. My sister and I were just talking about this a few weeks ago and it, it was like kind of along those lines, like God forbid anybody just say X, Y, Z and have it not be like the be all end all microcosm of a statement summarizing this particular moment or this particular relationship. Heaven forbid mm-hmm. it just be like part of the flow. It's just like, oh yeah, that's just kind of the way they are. And like, you just yeah. find a way to, yeah. to be together. Yeah. Look, I um, have thrown down with my sisters. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in a funny way, sometimes in a very not funny way. Right. And you know what we do? We just sort of carry on because we love, there's that like familial love Mm -hmm. that people love, you know? And I think this is, I'm not saying cover up sin. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't confess sin, don't confront sin keep the peace no matter what. That's not what I'm saying. Don't hear that, please. What I'm saying is like, people are messy and relationships are messy. And I don't think it really benefits us to try to label those sorts of things. And that's just kind of life. Well, I think, yeah. Okay, so social media, because of the access to information, and the trending words, you know, it, yeah. everybody's sort of like a mini professional or they think mm-hmm. they are, you know, mm-hmm. you, you learn a word like trauma bonding. Okay. First of all, like I'm, this, I've had trauma. Okay. So mm-hmm. no disrespect to anyone who's experienced trauma, but it's sort of like I tell my children, this is how I feel about it. You don't have to feel the same. There's my disclaimer. <laughs> if everything's epic, nothing's epic. Oh, epic, epic. Okay. If we're going to attack the word trauma to everything, I think it kind of dilutes the person who's actually been through trauma. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like your mom stepped on your toes at Thanksgiving. Okay, fine. Your mom stepped on your toes at Thanksgiving. Yeah, you like, didn't make the cranberry sauce the way I make the cranberry sauce or, right, you know, whatever. Like, right. okay. Okay, fine. That's not like closeted abuse or something right like that's a different category of trauma yeah so i feel like here's what i think i think that because this isn't like the whole picture this is a portion of the picture i think because of social media and 
reels and threads and people that are trying to help other people online, um, maybe that aren't even qualified to do so, like all these words are going out there. And so people are learning a little bit about these words and they're, they want to take that in. All right. They want some comfort. They want some way to make sense of, of whatever pain they've experienced, whether it's their mother-in-law's criticism over the cranberry sauce or whatever. Okay. So they start stacking these sieves one on top of each other. Okay, this is trauma bonding. This is me too. This, and I'm, I'm not disparaging me too, okay? But I'm just saying that we got all this stuff going on, all these things relationally. Uh, and then you pour like human relationships through that. <laughs> like none come is, out. <laughs> what is left at the bottom? Nothing. Because- because a man opened the door for you, he's a sexist, or because your mother considered the, you know, criticized your, the cranberry sauce, she's overbearing, and then and then everything in between. Some of those are really really big and important, and some are not. But at the bottom, when you distill all that through all those sieves and all these trendy buzzwords and hashtags and whatever, like you're kind of just alone with your phone, and. I think a lot of people want it that way because it's easier. It's It's, so much easier, you guys. Um, I'm going to share a story. I don't think I've shared it here. When we were in Sicily, we were taken to this hermitage where this woman who was supposed to be married off to the prince, she fled because she's like, I'm already married to Jesus. So she ran away from home. She found a cave and she lived in it for many years. Okay. And that's the hermitage. Yeah. So then there's, then she like took this. um, So now there's like a monastery there. And then she took this like path. She ended up living in Palermo. Okay. Again, no disrespect to the Catholics. Do not email me. Okay. I am not Catholic. And so when our hosts took us there, they're like, would you like to see it? I'm like, we would love to see it, but please don't like, we're not Catholic. So this doesn't hold the same value to us that it does to somebody of the Catholic faith, because okay. this is a place that people go and they like the ground is worn from people crawling okay, on like their a hands pilgrimage and knees. Okay. It's okay. like a pilgrimage. Okay. okay. Exactly. So, uh, we go back there and it was really interesting. It was a great time for us to talk to Georgia about like, you know, what do you think about this and how do we see this? And she was kind of confused by it. Um, But what was interesting is like, (laughs) it'd be pretty easy to be married to Jesus if I was alone in a cave. Mm. It'd be pretty easy for me to be like. Outside of physical, outside of like damp and moisture. Like like, like all those things. You mean, no, you mean like relationally, like, oh. And that's so true because like how many times as a mother and wife do you wake up and you have this flesh moment where you're like, this is the day. This is the day I don't snap at my kids. This is the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy be, in the dark at 5 a.m. with your coffee. You know, I could be pretty holy. Right. I could be pretty holy if I was alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's not what we're called to do. I would argue. That's not what we're called to do. We're not called to be alone. Now, I'm not saying you have to have a husband and six kids. That's not what I'm saying. No way. Yeah. What I'm saying is it's not good for anybody to be alone. It wasn't good for Adam to be alone, and it's not good for us to be alone. Mm-hmm. We are meant to be in community. Now, I know we hear from these homemakers all the time. 
I don't want to have people over. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. They judge me for this. They don't eat this. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. You guys, I get it so hardcore. I do. Mm. But what I'm hopefully going to like, hopefully where we can encourage you this season is that people are worth it. They will let you down. They will break your heart. They will sin against you. They will hurt you. And I'm not saying you need to expose yourself to all of those people. What I'm saying is community, people around you, supportive people, loving people, people who show you how to say, please forgive me. People who Mm -hmm. are quick to say, yes, I forgive you. People who say, let me help you get your kids. Do you need anything from the grocery store? Let me bring you a change of clothes, whatever it is that has more value than anything, any nice piece of furniture, any new paint color, any fancy meal, any, any amount of money in the bank account, any candle lit on the, on the kitchen table, any candle lit on the kitchen table. Yeah. Those people. And oh my goodness, when I'm snapping in a Christian way, (laughs) Jesus did not die for your toy, for your book, for your clean room, for the dishes, whatever. But he did die for your brother. He did Mm. die for your sister because they have a soul. They have a soul that can never die. And like, that is so, that's such an important perspective. I wish I could keep it on the forefront of my brain all the time. That's very hard to do when there are dishes to be done. And when the kids are squabbling, it's really tough. But it's worth it. You know, look at our friendship even. Mm-hmm. Like we became friends when our kids were very little. Like the demands on our bodies were so high. Yeah. Well, that's one of the ways our friendship grew is we would sit on the couch nursing on the phone. I mean, <laughs> Anais, like she go, Mama Takashi. <laughs> That was so like, cute. it's time for Milkies. Mama Takashi. Uh, <laughs> and she's 10 now. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Oh, that's funny. Um, but that takes, it takes like effort. I mean, it's so cliche, but it's that whole, like, you got to be a friend to have a friend. Or you got to be, a, yeah, you got to be a friend to have a friend. And I know there are people listening that are hurting. And like, because they've messaged us, like, I, I want the community you talk about. I can't find it. I'm not saying that it's just out there ripe for the picking. Yeah. Uh-uh. That is, it's that another is labor. It <laughs> is another labor. <laughs> Sorry. That is another um another church to visit, another mom's group to join, another neighborhood to walk through and introduce yourself. There is a lot of effort behind getting to the point where you're in a world with people that say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Will you forgive me? And you can and vice versa, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, um, my close friend, Amber, who is my neighbor here, we go to church together. Her and I knew each other peripherally through classical conversations, a homeschool co-op, but we never talked to each other really just hi, bye. Okay. Then one Sunday I saw her at church, which I thought was strange. Went up, said hello to her. Okay, fine. A few weeks later. So we'd only hung out you know, one or two times at church or had, you know, coffee or whatever. Okay. 
she called me one day and she said, Hey, so Amber, my friend, Amber is my friend, Audrey's sister. They're both my friends, their sisters. Okay. Mm -hmm. Audrey, we had on the podcast years ago when she was sharing with us about her daughter, Danica, who passed away a few years ago from brain cancer. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Danica was in the hospital at Harborview, which is in her children's, which is in Seattle. So it's a few hours away from us. So Amber calls me one day and she said, Hey, I'm going to go see Danica tomorrow. I'm going to take Audrey a few things. Can you come with me? And I remember getting off. I said, well, let me talk to Stu. I remember getting off the phone and I was like, Hey, Amber invited me to go to the hospital tomorrow. Like you don't say no to that. Right. You you clear your schedule and you say, sure. I will like, I'm glad to go with you. And what I realized, and, and, you know, that was, that was a real like seed of our friendship Mm. because we talked about this a little last season, like there was this massive vulnerability from her to say, Hey, I'm going to sit in this person with this person. I don't know very well for six hours in a car today. And I'm going to take them to my wound. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show them my wound. And we got to the hospital and like, I remember we were like, I think, sorry, Amber, we were both on our period. So it was like, we were flipping like stuff over the bathroom stalls, you know, like, um, took the kids out, the older boys out for lunch. And like, we just, this was, this was as raw and as hard and as horrible of a, of a piece of her heart that she could have ever shared with me. And I remember getting back and thinking, that's how you, that's how you build trust. That's how you build community and friendship because you say, Hey, like, here's my wound, um, you know, and I'm going to share it with you. That does, I'm not saying go air all your dirty laundry. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But there is something to letting go of that imperfect aspect of like, oh, let's have a couple over for dinner and we'll make everything nice and we'll do all the things Andrew and Shay say. We'll put on good music and we'll light the candle and we'll set the table. And like, that's great too. But like, that's not getting in the arena. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, again, like we talk about on the show all the time, like heart posture, you know, um, something wrong with that but it it can't be the only thing Mm -hmm. that's not like true hospitality in and of itself true hospitality is down and dirty and Mm -hmm. yeah there's a few instances like that in my life that have taught me so much my friend natalie would bring me loaves of bread when i was barfing my face off with one of my pregnancies Mm -hmm. and she knew home and bread was really important to me and i couldn't do it so she would just bring me loaves of bread I remember when Stu was in the hospital one time, my sister brought me a change of clothes and tacos. And it was like, you could have given me a million dollars in my bank account and it wouldn't Mm -hmm. have meant as much as just a bag of clean clothes. Because I'd been sitting in there and I was sweating and nervous and just Mm -hmm. anxious. And I, she just brought me cozy clothes and tacos. And it was like, okay, here we go. We're going to do this next bit. Um, Yeah. I had, um, when I was pregnant with junior, I mean, I, so new to the show, like Ange is sick all 10 months of pregnancy. And I really pull back from life I've, because <laughs> I can't do it. I'm like in the fetal position against the toilet on the floor. 
Um, and uh, this is in another state. Feels like another world, but it, a very beautiful, classy, just, just a friend that you just, when you looked at her, you're like, that woman, like, does she do everything right? Like, and I just didn't want to be around that. I was gross. I felt like I was covered in vomit all the time. I was drowning. And one day I'm just in, I'm just disgusting. The house is, and I mean, disgusting. I mean, like imagine having five kids and you've been throwing up for three months and like, there's nothing happening there. You're just in a state of like squalor. (laughs) She showed up at my door with like a bag of all our favorite foods from Trader Joe's and flowers and I was so mortified. I was so embarrassed, but I knew what that took for her. Like she's a busy woman. I lived probably about an hour away. And so she went to the store. Like she, she did that and she knew better than to ask. Cause I had to said, no, don't come around. <laughs> I stink, you know, like, and it was just, it was incredible. And it, it, I remember it just like really humbling me. Like, don't, you're, you're not perfect. Like this is life. Like you can't just hide away from people when you're hurting. And it was, I'll never forget it that she, when she pulled in the driveway, I just thought you've got to be kidding me. And Mm -hmm. she comes to the door with like two bags of groceries. And it was all like the pre-made food, like that my kids love the Kung Pao chicken and stuff like that, that just, she knew it would make them happy. She knew it would be easy for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she like, she didn't meet me in my need. She sought me out in my need. She hunted me down, you know? Yep. Covertly. Yeah, that's, you don't forget stuff like that. And Mm-mm. the neat thing is you don't even need five friends like that. Right. Like, you know, you you don't have to be vulnerable with everybody. You don't have to let everybody see your wound or everybody see your filth. Mm -hmm. One or two people, Mm -hmm. you know, and Lord willing, maybe there's more, or maybe there is a spouse or like, I look forward to the day when I get to enjoy that with my kids, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've already started planting the seed. I am influencing them. I'm like, bring me wives, bring me husbands, bring me grandbabies. I'm here for it. Oh my gosh. I tell my kids, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to be cool, but just soon I'm going to be like all up in your business. (laughs) You need a date night. I'm there. Just give me the grandbaby. It's true to me. I made some one of Owen's favorite meals the other day. And he said, mom, will you make this for me for the rest of my life? I'm like, sure. He goes, can I just live here and eat this? And I'm like, no, probably not. You cannot. He's like, we're not that Italian. (laughs) What if I bring my wife and kids? I'm like, all right, <laughs> I accept. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> yeah, I think my my pastor always says, like, keep the main thing the main thing. And it sounds really simple. Stu and I just had a conversation the other day. I think for me, the hardest part about being an adult truly is setting priorities because the priorities that you set determine the course of your life. <laughs> And some of those are easy, like that I've shared with you guys here. Like we go to church on Sunday. We go to church on Sunday unless somebody, there is a body fluid involuntarily coming out. Right. <laughs> we go to church on Sundays. That doesn't, it doesn't matter if we're traveling or whatever. 
um, that's part of the culture that we're building in our home. And that's part of what we see as valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a priority. Now, when that gets into like doing laundry versus having somebody over for dinner, so how do you, I don't know, what do you, how do, mm-hmm. when you've got 50 extra dollars, okay, what do you, I could go here, I could, right, it's so hard, <laughs> it's so hard, and so I think the hope for this season is like, let's keep the main thing, the main thing, the main thing is the value of people, whether they're young, whether mm-hmm. you're just like my people right now are my three and two and one year old. Those are my people. And I'm going to do this for them. Yeah. And that's okay. We also live in a culture <laughs> that tells mom to be everywhere at all times. And I personally, that is how I survived the trenches. I just brought my world in like this. Yeah. Really small. I yep. wasn't volunteering anywhere. I didn't go out a lot with my friends. Like, and like, that can sound for, for some, I know everybody's personality is different. I'm more introverted. Like that was, that was great for me. I just took myself off the hook. Like this is, this is your world. Like this is who you're serving Mm -hmm. right now. And you can branch out every once in a while, but like, as far as a normal weekly routine, I'm just going to stay nice and tight. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, let's, let's cue the wine music for a second. Um, I just wrote like this. I didn't know if you were getting my text messages. <laughs> like, oh my, you're on I, silence. So I just scribbled this down. I am. To, like, I'm on silent. I am like the technology. I guess I am old now because I'm always like, Stuart, how do you do this? How do you do this? He just showed me how to turn my computer on do not disturb. So when I sit down to work, uh-huh. I just am like, nope, do not disturb. No calls, no text messages. Oh. Don't show me email notifications. Yeah. Don't do that, please. Um, ladies, pour a glass of dry farm wines with us, won't you please? Um, this is such wonderful luxury. And since the beginning of this podcast, we've been saying, hey, better not more. And that's exactly exactly what Dry Farms does for us. So you can visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. When you use that link, you get an extra bottle in your first order for just a penny. So Angela has a wine, I believe that she's going to share with us. But before she does, I just want to remind you why we go to the effort to ship ourselves these wines. Remember, we can ship ourselves a box of three or six or nine or 12 reds or bubbles or whites or rosés, whatever you're into. I would encourage you to venture out, try something else. You might not think you like something. You might really love the way the Dry Farms tastes. So Dry Farms is not a label. Thank you. <laughs> it's very important yes, for Angela. People ask that all the time. Very important <laughs> to me that you say that. <laughs> it's not a label. So It is not a label. What it is it on is, the back, like on the import, but well, yeah. even sometimes, not all the time. Yeah. What it is, is that it's the strongest wine certification in the world is what it is. Okay. So there wasn't wines that sort of met their standard. So they made their own standards and they said, Hey, wines, if you can meet this standard, we will, we will share you with our audience. We will share you with our customers. So 
here's some of the like thresholds that wines have to meet to be considered a dry farm wine. Okay. okay. Sugar-free, no additives, lower alcohol, lower sulfites, farmed organically, vegan, low carb, keto, and paleo friendly, third party tested for purity, European heritage practices, grown on small family farms, dry farmed, meaning no irrigation, um, and tastes good, <laughs> which I love that they put that like this needs to actually taste good. No swell. <laughs> exactly. We're not talking about cornflakes here. Um, right. And so when you get a box of dry farms, that's what you can expect to taste. You awesome. Have a okay. I do. I've never got okay, this one yay. before. We opened this last night. So there's some left. This is cochon, which I like because it reminds me of the restaurant. Cochon's we went to big. In, yeah. Right. In New Orleans. I've never had this before. Have you? Mm-mm. Okay, so this is a domain de Soulas. And check out these grapes, Vermentino, Shiraz, Syrah, Grenache, Mouvedre, and Sensol. Like, that's a whole lot of different grapes, and three of mm-hmm. them I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So it that's is neat. a Vendée France, so it's just a generic um, region in France. Really good, 12.5% alcohol. And that was like just a nice table wine. It's yeah. spectacular. Like it's it, but it's a good every day. I had I made minestrone and bread, fresh bread last night. It worked mm-hmm. quite well. Yum. Mm-hmm. Love that minestrone was one of the things that they thought might contribute to the longevity in Sardinia. <laughs> Why? Um, because it's a bunch of like vegetables and fiber and. Like it's just from scratch food, you know, it's yeah. just super unprocessed and that's what they eat a lot of there. My kids so. love it. I could yeah. eat it every day. Yeah, I could too. And I it's never it. the same twice. I never make it no. the same twice. No. And now we shall see what else is in the refrigerator. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Okay. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. As always a link below the show notes, link in the show notes rather, and a link over on Instagram as well where you can shop those beautiful wines. We are going into the holiday season. Have some on hand. These are what I use like as hostess gifts when I'm going over for something to share with somebody, um, birthdays, that kind of a thing. So it's a great thing to have on hand. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had a question that I was going to ask you and then now I forgot it. What were we talking about right before the wine segment you were sharing about? Well, I was telling about um, my friend who brought... Yeah, it wasn't that stuff. Shoot. I was like, Rats. write this down, you dumb dumb. You're gonna forget it. I know. I keep a pencil and here while you're I talking. Did. If you ever see me okay. scratching, it's not to be rude. It's so that I <laughs> well I mean it's a, I... it's an authentic conversation, but you also want to remember what you want to say. <laughs> you know exactly. We got a um, microphone here. <laughs> exactly. So <clears throat> until I remember, why don't we go ahead and do our homemaker clean challenge? Okay. So last so, season, go ahead. Nope. So the hashtag is homemaker clean. Go to uh, the show notes from past episodes. And uh, I think they're on my blog. They're on Shay's blog. They're at the link is on Instagram. You'll find them. And you're going to see what the previous assignments were. We're still in the kitchen. So what do you have to mm-hmm. share with us, Shay? We're going to be in the kitchen. For, a, for while. a while. I mean, okay. last time here, let me let me say what our assignment was last time. I think I got it written down somewhere. Uh, we cleaned out our spices at the close of last season. Okay. We created a best of station 
So that's going to be your best vinegars, your best olive oils, your favorite mm-hmm. peppercorns that make you feel all the feelings when you're making food. Think outside the shelf. So finding creative ways for storage, grouping our utensils together. So we talked about um, how Shay and I each have a place for our metal utensils, our wooden spoons, and utilizing our drawers. That is where we left off with five five things to kind of dial in how your kitchen works. Okay. Well, we're still going to be dialing in. Okay. So some of these may be applicable to you. Some of them may not, but we're going to deal with them regardless. So we're going to chew through three different points today. Okay. So you've got your work cut out for you, but I think, yeah, anyway, so we're going to do three. First one, this is, uh, we're going to separate lids from bases. So for food storage, (laughs) the Tupperware drawer, I don't actually have Tupperware like that, but I know a lot of people do. My mom has the most incredible glass Tupperware collection. Oh, you use glass with lids. What do you, do you not use glass? Um, I have some glass. I don't know what I do. I just, okay. I don't know. I just don't really have Tupperware. Isn't that weird? Sure. Oh, maybe <laughs> I need to get some. I mean, this is about like having what you need. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where I need to start. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Let's talk about shopping. Shopping online at the new Parisian Farm Girl shop or shopping with me in Paris next year. First things first, have you visited the new Parisian Farm Girl shop? I am now featuring everything you've come to love about Parisian Farm Girl style from plaid to antique transferware dishes. This month, I will be restocking with treasures from my trip to the Paris flea market. So visit every Friday as new items are added from oil paintings to copies of some of your favorite dresses you've seen me wear. And while you're there, you'll also find details on how to secure your place on one of my 2024 trips. In April and October of next year, I'll be taking small groups of people to Paris for the flea marketing trip of a lifetime. But don't wait because some of those weeks are almost sold out. So visit ParisianFarmGirl.com and click My Shop to find beautiful pieces to decorate your home and details about the Paris Flea Market Tours. That's P-A-R-I-S-I-E-N-N-E FarmGirl.com and click My Shop. Home cooks, listen up. We've all got to cook and sometimes that's a bit boring and hard. There's no escaping the demands that come from our kitchens, whether we're cooking for one or many. So let's make it fun nourishing and delicious. I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community with me, Shay. You can visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you're going to get five whole food, nourishing and inspired recipes each month created from scratch in my own kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. 
Let's talk sexy, simple, luxurious natural skincare. That's right, I'm talking about Tubes & Co. If you think that natural skincare has to come at the cost of results, we invite you to visit tubesandco.com and use their incredible skincare. Use code FALLBEAUTY for 10% off. Emily Toops began this family-run company because she believes that skincare products that nourish and restore can come from simple, wholesome ingredients. That means ingredients like cold-pressed olive oil and organic grass-fed tallow. Emily formulates her skincare with real ingredients without the use of synthetic chemicals, toxins, fillers, artificial colors, or fragrances. Their products are made in the USA and all the ingredients are sustainable and fair trade with transparent and ethical sourcing. Skincare products should nourish our skin without having to impart hormone disrupting toxins. But don't just take my word for it. Visit tubesandco.com click the skincare tab and just read through the raving reviews. Homemakers just like you love the tallow balm, French clay soap, and glow serum. Visit tubesandco.com, shop organic skincare, and use the code FALLBEAUTY for a 10% discount. So um, uh, store them separately is what she's encouraging you to do. So patrons who are watching the video, you can see the picture here where she has one of her little shelves is full of the stacked Tupperware. And then she's got this little storage, like caddy in the back that just has all the lids lined up to keep it organized, keep it from falling out. So uh, I think the point of that is to take care of your Tupperware, separate it so that it can, can stack a little bit easier, okay? The next one is to store pots and pans creatively. So these are notoriously difficult. My solution has been to put a pot rack over my stove, which many of you have probably seen over on YouTube. That's how I store my pots and pans. And then my oven has two big storage drawers underneath each of my ovens. And so I keep my stainless steel and cast iron skillets there. For the most part, that's all of my pots and pans other than my pasta pot, which has its own little special place. Um, so you can look into multi-level leveled wire racks. Um, open shelving, stacking them in the cabinet, depending on, you know, how much money you want to spend on some of the fancy systems that are available for this. But she recommends for an inexpensive option to use vertical slotted file organizers, which are designed for the home office. And you can store things like your racks and your muffin tins and that kind of a stuff. So get creative with it. Find a way that works. I have one of those really skinny cabinets that's meant for baking trays. I only have one, two, three. I have four cabinets in my kitchen and one of them is three drawers and then this little pan cabinet. And it's hellacious because what happens is I put like my pot holders in there and then they get squished into the bottom of the cabinet. And then I'm trying to shove a pan in there and they won't go because the pot holders in the way. It's not good. Mm -hmm. Um, so something like a file organizer would be great for that little one because then every pan has its designated little slot. Okay. And you can't overcrowd. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Last one, keep your dishes near the sink so that when you're wanting to put them away, they're just no more than a few steps away. Um, because that makes for really easy loading and unloading of the dishwasher or loading and unloading off the countertop. So again, you can use wire racks to create more shelving. If you'd like, just think about how where your dishes are. Think about if it makes sense in correlation to how your kitchen moves. Okay. okay. Which okay. is kind of funny to think about. Like we have been 
American design has just been like big kitchen, big kitchen, huge kitchen, huge kitchen. That's exhaust like for how much I cook, that would be horrible. Yeah. It'd be horrible to clean that much space and it'd be horrible to move around that much. Mm-hmm. And I love that going back to pasta grannies, what they can do with one plastic cutting board and a dull knife and a little like two burner stove and 14 square feet of kitchen. I'm like, yeah. Shay, shut up. Yep. Just, I love that. It's just, it's so wonderful to see. So go watch some pasta grannies on YouTube. If you need to feel encouraged by the kitchen, they'll have like two plastic bowls that they've had since the 1970s. Some you're not, and she's not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Cut up plastic. Mm -mm. Speaking of microplastics. (laughs) Right. From Ikea 1992. Yeah. 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 But it's great to see. It's like, you can lose perspective right? You go to Instagram and you're like, Ooh, farmhouse kitchen. And you see 70 square feet of marble on an Island, right. With like plush benches pulled up to it or whatever. And you're like, Oh, that's what I just have this little kitchen. Now, what am I going to do? Yeah. Go watch like Pasta a Grannies. six square foot piece of marble. And then probably six to eight square feet of like gross 1980s butcher block (laughs) works just fine yeah i mean isn't that great when we when we take our i'm not saying angela runs a design society you guys like this matters we don't we're not saying this doesn't matter but the whole point that we're talking about today is doing it for the people yeah it gets doing it for the people Mm -hmm. and People care a lot more if you invite them over and cook for them than what your house looks like. Yeah. And if they don't, they're sucky people anyway. So sucky people. That's on them, not you. <laughs> I anyway. saw this this reel the other day where this husband was like, it was a spoof, obviously, but he's like, Oh my gosh, they're on their way over. We have to wipe these baseboards down. What if they crawl mm-hmm. down here and wipe their fingers across the baseboard and <laughs> Mm-hmm. so true it is it's so true um it's a good practice for us it's a good practice to learn how to be a good guest mm-hmm. it's a good practice to learn how to be a good host it's good to be um there for people it's good for letting people be there for you mm-hmm. and we talked about a little bit about that last season and i don't know i'm excited to explore this more mostly because when we choose a theme for the podcast it's because our hearts need to hear it Yep. Not in like a narcissistic way, but it is just all about us. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) We made the show. (laughs) All right. Points to self. Okay. Great kickoff to season 18. We're so happy that you're here. Be sure you're joining us over on Instagram. That's where everything is. You're going to see a weekly reel trailer. Share it with your people. Share it on social media. Help us grow the show. We usually try to pick like the funnier points so it's you know 30 seconds of entertainment gives you sort of a a look at what each episode is going to be about we'd love for you to um, help homemaker chic podcast grow and you can do that by sharing that when you're sharing your kitchen or whatever you're working on use that hashtag homemaker clean and every friday we encourage you to put on your lipstick put on something that makes you feel really feminine and use the hashtag ultra feminine friday when you're sharing that on social media as well Mm -hmm. 
Yesterday I got dressed. I wasn't even thinking about it. Stu and I were talking and I put on dirty jeans that smelled kind of musty and one of my Elliot Homestead sweatshirts that has the neck cut out. And I got ready and I put my hair in a bun and I caught like a look at myself. I didn't even think of, I just literally was putting clothes on talking and I was like, sorry. No, like, what are you doing? This is not how we're going to go about today. So I literally took all my clothes off, put on some clean jeans, put on a blouse, put my hair up in a French twist instead. Like it didn't take any more time, but it was such a good reminder. Like, hey, we are dressing for success here. Okay. Right. Right. (laughs) Unlike the Senate. (laughs) Unlike the Senate, I do care about what I wear. be better dressed than the Senate. Oh my gosh. I don't think it'll take that much effort. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right, ladies, thanks for joining us. And gentlemen, I know there are some of you out there. Thank you for your emails. Even one of you wrote us this really sweet letter. You guys are awesome. We love you guys. We'll see you back here next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.